Is your company handcuffed to a brand concept that's no longer delivering what it needs to? That's our topic today on Future Proof. Inception CEO Farzad Debachi and I spent some time talking about the example Amazon has set for anybody who's marching into a digital future. Many CMOs think of themselves as the sheriffs of their brand, and they've put all kinds of psychological and other types of energy into thinking about what the logo means, etc. But isn't it also true that you can get handcuffed to your brand and you don't let it actually address a market that's changing? You know, let's talk about one of the most important companies that have been formed over the last 25 years called Amazon. And you think about what Amazon is and what Amazon was and the process by which that company navigated to get to where it's gotten. It really has been fearless about its journey. And in corporate America, it is very, very rare to find essentially lack of fear about the journey. And this digital transformation and now the pandemic over the last year is forcing a reckoning. And I think a lot of organizations are smart to take that forcing function and use it essentially wisely. And a big part of it is that it's not just one element, it's everything. It's the brand, it's the presence online, it's the way you interact with your customers, it's the way you answer the phone, it's the way they can now call you back and complain about you in a very public setting, your customers. So it's everything. And many an organization is overwhelmed by the fact that it's everything. It's not just one element, you fix that element and everything works. It is every part of your organization having to respond to this clarity of interactions with your constituents. It's pretty funny that in the beginning, Amazon was a book company. It was a book company that was willing to deliver books to your door. A lot of, and then today you look at what they've done and how they've expanded the brand and it's pretty extraordinary. Yeah, Amazon is interesting. From Wall Street's perspective, if you do an analysis of what is Amazon worth, the largest part of Amazon from Wall Street's perspective is actually the software company. And what's interesting is that the total number of customers for a software element are tiny compared to the total number of customers for its groceries. You know, and yet the value created out of software is much higher than the groceries part. And we don't talk about that. We talk about Amazon as the omni, omnipresent, omni-channel, omnidirectional, sell all everything. And yet software, of all things, is their number one seller. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the old... Um what was the name of it? Oh my gosh. There was a period of time where Ford's financial uh, services far outperformed its actual car sales, right? Yeah, it's interesting you say that. There's another great example of it, given what happened to it. Sears, there is a big part of Sears that still remains today. It's called Discover Card. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, there was a lot of potential sort of um, offsprings that have been done in the past, but with this digital possibilities, your ability to create those and to make them flourish far 
supersedes what's been possible in the past. So one of the things we run into is when we start to help companies go online, they've invested in that brand, they have you know, 14 page brand guidelines they wanna send you about the shade of blue and the size of the L and all these things. But one of the things you figured out a long time ago was you can, you can sell online very successfully in part by branching off with your brand, by creating, you may, your, your overall brand may stand for all kinds of noble and high quality and philosophical things, but you can also carve off the cheap version or the easier to use version or whatever. And that is what online selling is, is actually tremendous flexibility that gives you, right? Yeah, so you have a company that's been around for a long time and you're going on this online journey, digital journey. One of the most fun elements of it is, what do I want to look like in this new universe? And you sure as hell don't want to look like exactly what you looked like before. So you can have that conversation should be front and center. By the way, that company that you were before has never interacted with its customers because it went through distributors. So what does it know about brand? It doesn't. It knows about branding for the sake of the distributors. It doesn't know from branding for the sake of end users. So all of the different aspects of identity has to go through a transformation. <clears throat> so what are the general things? The general things are you can be branding yourself for value. You can be branding yourself for luxury. You can be branding yourself for quality. So as you go through this digital transformation, you want to actually ask those questions again. You should sure you can go for value as one of the sort of better things. Hey, I'm going to sell this stuff cheaper than anybody else sells it. You can go for quality better than anything else. Hey, I sell stuff that is better than anybody else sells it. You can go for speed. There are companies that have done a very good job of, hey, I will get it to you in one day. And that's my moniker. And I can be expensive, but I can get it to you one day. Gosh, how fun is it to have that exercise of, hey, let's figure out who we want to be in this digital world versus where we've been. It's almost like your opportunity to have an avatar. Is that the future? Do you, do you see it, you know, companies just really branching off a, a lot of online selling sites? Do you think that will happen? You know, um, if you look at corporate America, we've always been excited about organizations, companies getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And of course we have these, we have a word for it, right? The conglomerate, which is just a disparate connection, collection of companies. And what happens with the online world is that the notion of that connective tissue becomes a lot more important. And if there isn't a connective tissue, then you shouldn't connect it. <laughs> you know, we have customers who sell hazardous liquids and they also sell PPE. And you know, it's not gonna go under the same brand and you're not gonna have the same audience, right? So the notion of breaking up to specific pieces that then is easy to have a narrative around for your customers. And it is easy for you to explain to your customers and educate them about what they're interested in is absolutely a must. Yeah, in the retail world, it used to be that if you had 500 retail stores and you wanted to make a change, you would pick two stores, make modifications and see how the customers react. And if the customer's reaction was positive, you do more. 
you wouldn't embark on a hundred million dollar redo of all your stores overnight. <laughs> you experiment. Right. And the fun part of digital and online is experimentation costs a lot less. So naturally you should do more. More experimentation results in better education on your part to be able to respond to your customer base. Thank you for joining us for Future Proof. For more information, visit us at inception.com. Thank you.